Hello and welcome to the inaugural edition of the No Spin Zone newsletter for One Water. Hello and hello and welcome to the inaugural edition of the No Spin News. Hello and welcome to the inaugural edition of the No Spin Zone newsletter for One Water. First, a fair warning. Some of you might find this troublesome and probably offensive. So please read only if you dare or if you care. I want to start this newsletter on a personal note. After leaving the county government as the director of One Water Strategy for several reasons, which I will share in this new newsletter and, for, and in future editions, I went on a six-month summer hibernation period, unexpectedly leading me to the Adirondacks in upstate New York. What was intended to be a refuge and a period to explore more clarity of purpose on a personal front turned out to be an adventure to become an investor and a co-owner of a 280-acre development project. Having said that, and before I get started, I want to express my deep gratitude to everyone who has been a part of my journey. Your mentorship, your friendship, and unwavering support has been foundational to my endeavors. So back to the why, I decided to leave a nice, cushy, stable, and prestigious job with the government. Since we are in the no-spin zone, I'll come clean towards the end of the newsletter. I promise I will get into the details, but before I do that, I want to pay a tribute to given and give my utmost respect to everyone who worked their butt off in all aspects of One Water's operation. I witnessed this firsthand, and these folks deserve the same accolades that go with the fine men and women who serve in the ranks of police and fire services. Having said that, I witnessed that the sector as a whole does not get the attention it deserves until a disaster strikes, case in point Flint, Michigan, Maui, or the looming threats of other aging infrastructure across the country. In my own experience, we were, rather I should say we are, challenged with a water treatment plant right in our backyard that is 100 years old in Miami this year, and three wastewater treatment plants which are stone throws distance away from the ocean. Miami-Dade, as you all know, is ground zero from the climate change and sea level rise standpoint. Now, for those of you who live here and experience sunny day flooding, they know it all what it is all about. So the burning questions are many, and I offer a sampling. Why is the one water infrastructure not getting the required level of funding? Why don't we have standards for measuring resilience when we commonly use the word in our conversations? Why do we not measure exfiltration when we want to measure infiltration? Why can't some states not have an open debate in fluorides about fluorides in water and some can? Why can't I plan proactively for other emerging contaminants when we know about them rather than wait for a regulatory change and then act on them? Why are we failing to have communities rally behind our work when water is central and critical to everything? It powers life. Why are utility rates not commensurate with the needs for constructing, operating, and maintaining this infrastructure? Why do we not fully support the grassroots uh, not-for-profits who are bringing change on the ground? Why are national not-for-profits so fragmented across various water domains, yet we preach one water to the utilities? Why all these conferences worldwide when we are speaking of decarbonizing the utilities in today's day and age, Virtual conferences are absolutely possible, and we must practice what we preach. Why are 
our fresh graduates from most academic institutions not connected with the real needs and challenges of the one water sector? Why do we not have a transparent conversation about the true capital needs for the next 50 years? I say 50 years because most of the infrastructure in the one water domain has a life expectancy of about 25 to 100 years. A typical lifespan for a pump station is about 25 years, a treatment plant is 100 years, while the linear assets underground are about 50 to 75 years. So why do we have fragmentation in governance when we know that water in nature does not obey any geographical or political boundaries? A case in point is Miami-Dade County, which has 35 cities and is managed in 35 different and unique ways. Why is it that policymakers who are also consumers do not always support the budgets for one water infrastructure or, let's say, transportation or crime or police and fire? Why is it that in most conversations and conferences, the common theme is that we take water for granted? Why is it even though that the human body is 70% water, we have a tough time humanizing it? Why is it that the one water sector is so far behind when it comes to the adoption of technology and innovation? Why can't we make a dent in this issue related to workforce development and the aging, retiring workforce? Why have consent decrees become a norm rather than an ex exception? I hope you're getting the point by now, and that has been my why on why I left a stable, cushy, and prestigious job. Here I was entrusted with bringing some method to the madness, but I was also speaking a foreign language, which made several folks either very uncomfortable, or probably some even thought that I would be better served with a checkup for mental sanity. But all along the way, some even thought that I would be better served with a checkup for mental sanity. But all along the way, these questions continued to take deeper roots. On the one hand, I was unwilling to become silent because, about it because I knew deep within that we needed to elevate these conversations. Therefore, I could not be a silent bystander, part of the water cooler corridor, or lobby conversations. To sidetrack a bit on my no-spin zone soapbox, I realized that as a sector, we have to give ourselves an A+. Plus in having awesome conversations between and amongst ourselves. And I was a part of that syndrome. But in my opinion, I would give ourselves a C on having conversations outside of ourselves. You may ask why and how. Let me explain. How many conferences, seminars, and webinars have invited elected officials and policymakers to participate and have tough conversations? How many of these conversations do we highlight community participation and grassroots nonprofits? How many of these conversations do folks from procurement or legal participate in? How many of these conversations do we invite students, academic institutions, or even prominent members of the community? Yes, I'm speaking members of faith and gender and equity. We must take collective accountability since we have not taken the time or made the effort to bring them into the one water fold. The no spin zone challenge here is take a poll and ask two questions just for starters. What does one water mean to you and how are you operationalizing it? Second, ask, can you define resiliency to me as a fifth grader and how do you measure it?
Remember, I say this because what does not get measured does not get managed. Our conversations are studded with technical jargon and most executives and elected leaders, attention spans are shorter than a light fuse. So this means that everyone in the water sector needs to become top-notch communicators today. I felt a deep moral calling where I could not just be a bystander and ask these whys endlessly, but I rather wanted to be a part of the solution somehow. I have to confess, I did not know how I would be a part of the solutions, but I did know that I needed to step out of my comfort zone to look at things from a different perspective and viewpoint to encompass all of these whys and hows. I was mostly entrusted with looking at it from the lens of a utility official. Then came an even bigger responsibility for everyone looking at this cryptic director of One Water Strategy title that I had. Yes, I had my share of the ego-boosting title of a water czar, which only did one thing to me. It eroded me to the core because I found myself helpless in the world of one water. So amidst all this noise, confusion and chaos in my head was also the dilemma of where my next paycheck would come from and what if I failed. The what-ifs were like a massive noise in my head. Along the way, I earned myself the title of having uh, my head in the clouds. You could read it whichever way you like, meaning a compliment or even sarcasm. So admittedly, there were occasions where I would reflect over my lone glass of wine and mull over myself, thinking, am I the one who is effed up? Maybe I should use Fudu instead. But hey, this is the no-spin zone. So I finally took the plunge of looking at all of this from a higher plane outside of the domain I was boxed in. I definitely came to one conclusion. The One Water Conversation was far beyond a solo effort. It needed to be a community-driven approach. It needed, to, it needed to be an approach that we as water professionals don two hats. One as a community member first, and the other as water professionals make, making a living through our jobs. As consumers and stewards of One Water, we have a dual role in the journey, advocating for sustainability while adhering to the principles of people, planet, profits, and process. Addressing these issues in isolation is not viable. Our collective resilience hinges on our ability to work together, bridging gaps, and breaking down silos. So the raging question is, even if all of the above is my hypothesis, what can we do about it? How can we start making incremental gains in the right direction? The answer, there's no magic wand. The answer is one of walking the talk. It's about one water for one community with one voice. Under the broad one water umbrella, the following themes are now designed for your participation and support. I'll share details and specifics in future editions, but please remember to subscribe to stay in the loop. The first, develop a global one water community of practice. I'm pleased to share that this has been launched. The second, develop specific approaches towards operationalizing one water. This is in the works and expected to launch soon. Number three, advance personal growth and development of soft skills. Fourth, democratize and digitize knowledge. Stop the brain drain. This is indeed a lofty lift and I would need all the support here. 
advance the adoption of technology and innovation. I was sharpening my AI skills during my six-month hibernation. This is exciting stuff. So join the party. Finally, number six, develop one water ripplers. Yes, the Ripple Effect podcast is coming soon. Now, you may have so many burning questions, and I understand. Some of them could be, what is going, who is going to do all this? The answer is to remember it's not a solo effort. So I invite you to join me in this effort. We have 25 One Water COP members. Where is the funding coming from? The answer, I don't know. We will figure it out. Where there's a will, there's a way, is my mantra these days. Will you even get the results? Hmm, I don't know. I'm guided by the philosophy of ours is to work and let the results take care of themselves. And also something my son shared with me on detachment from outcomes since desire is a source of all sufferings. I'm hoping that somewhere along these lines you come up with a question, how can I help and participate in this one water movement, Hardeep? And that's the best part of the work I do now for myself. Please join the community here and we will be connected since the digital One Water Community Practice is launched and live. In a world with water czars, gurus, warriors, kings and princesses and queens, we are all One Water Cops. Yes, committed to maintaining integrity within our system. There are 25 One Water Cops already join them. So in closing, I have three asks. One, I extend a heartful invitation to each one of you to the One Water Movement. Your knowledge, your experience, your effort, no matter the years of experience, are valuable and valued. This movement just isn't about professional collaboration. It's deeply personal, touching the lives of our families and loved ones. You play a crucial role in this endeavor, not merely in your professional capacity, but as guardians of the future of those you hold dear. We need to transcend organizational and disciplinary boundaries, dismantling any silos that hinder our collective progress. And finally, share this newsletter and the digital One Water community practice. The link is below. I urge you to spread the word and share the newsletter far and wide with family, friends, children, and influential community members. Anyone who stands to benefit from this message should hear it from you. Let's make this a collective journey. And oh, by the way, if I caught you off guard by popping into your inbox, my bad and my apologies. Feel free to hit subscribe, but hey, I will be honest, I would be a tad bummed out. It does sound cheesy, right? Absolutely. But hey, that is my no-spin-zone confession for today. Catch you on the flip side. Hasta la vista. Namaste.